everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's What Women Binge. It's sweater weather. Mm-hmm. It is sweater weather. It's sweater weather. You. I'm wearing a sweater. I'm finally ready to wear a sweater. It's Except sweater it's weather. 80 sweater. degrees outside. Sweater weather. I know, but it Next did get week cold. It, won't it did be. get cold a little bit. A little cold. In the mornings, it's cold. Yeah. So I'm I'm in sweater weather, but I'm also feeling a little Halloweeny in my orange. We both. Yeah, we're both in a little orange. Our guest is even coordinated with us. We look like a little... Our guest is coordinated. And our guest fits right in with my witchy theme for this October. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us about her. All right. Our guest today is Erin Murphy. You know her as Tabitha from Bewitched and so many other things. And Erin, we are just so thrilled to have you here. Oh, I'm happy to be here. I'm so or here. Excited. I wish I was there. I'm I know. Happy you're out in sunny California, and we're here enjoying sweater weather. And but so she, are we. We have the same temperature as you guys today. That's so crazy. Because you're at the beach, so you're getting like yeah. a breeze, right? A little cooler. That's nice. That's got to be nice. I'm jealous. Malibu. Look Malibu. at her. They call it the boo. You just the boo? The boo. She's in oh, the boo. Oh, I'm sorry. Erin, <laughs> we want to talk about so many things, but... um. Oh my gosh. Well, first we have to start with um, witchy culture because obviously we're both witchy culture. And when did you come in? You came in like third season. I, I did. I came in 66. So it was the first episode of the third season. First color episode. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that little tidbit of a, that's a great little trivia piece. I feel like you need wow. to be like, when did Bewitched go to color? <laughs> that's and awesome. So you, your nose twitch was with your finger, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? I'm trying to remember back. I had my like minimal obsessions with Bewitched. Yeah. When I was a child, I, it was on TV Land, so it was on all the time. And I remember Samantha's TV necklace. Land. It yeah. was like a heart-shaped diamond necklace. Yes. I have always wanted this necklace. Really? Since I was a child. No way. Yes. It's yeah, a thing. It, it was beautiful. I, I've always wanted one, and somehow I have not gotten one. But it was a beautiful piece of jewelry. It was hers in real life, and then she wore it on the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I always got called, like, when Sabrina, especially when Sabrina first started, a lot of people would get it confused. And still, like, the older generation, I feel like, still is like, oh, you're that Tabitha girl. And I'm like, no. no. Or you're mm-hmm. that Samantha. And I'm, so it's funny because my mom was pregnant with her seventh child when we were in production on my witch show. I won't say the name, but <laughs> you already did, I already did. Just a second ago. <laughs> Sabrina. But she but um she really was like, I really want to name the baby Sabrina. We just started the show. We'd only been in a few months. And I was like, no, that's super creepy. You're gonna name your baby after a character I'm playing? Like that's gonna be confusing and weird. And so she ended up naming her Samantha. She goes, she always oh, said she did. She did. Oh, I love that. She always said it was she says it's the second best witch, even though a lot of people would say that. the opposite. But it was, you know, she was, my mom was like, love the name Samantha. Since I couldn't name her Sabrina, we named her Samantha. Well, I always just love people call me Sabrina forever. So oh, I really? Yes. They're like, I know you and I know you have a witch thing. And so let me pull out a witch name here. Right. Like yes. Yep. <laughs> I associate you with these three witches. That's who you are. Uh, but no, as a kid, when I would pretend to play Bewitched, I was always Tabitha because I couldn't actually move my nose. So I would do this. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> Yeah, I can't tell you how many people over the years have been like, can you wiggle your nose? I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not I'm me. the finger. I just point the finger. She's, I had to come up with that. That was a weird nose. thing. Like, I had to come up with, like, a magical thing. Whereas, like, I mean, it was sort of in the book where she would point at stuff, but I didn't want to just point, so I, like, flicked. I don't know. It was a weird thing. I, I wish I had been a little bit more inventive, but that's what I did. I know it's better. It's better for you because I've had people ask me to twitch my nose my whole life, so pointing a finger would be better. <laughs> now, but can you actually <laughs> can do the you? nose twitch? I, I can, but I don't. Uh, that's fair. I'm not <laughs> going to do it for us, though, just because. No, just, just I don't want to do it for anything. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if I could. I could. Wait, let me try. No. It's more It's more about moving your upper lip. Like, try to move your upper lip back and forth. <laughs> Am I doing it? I don't. No, not at all. You're moving your cheeks. <laughs> Am I doing it? The Botox probably doesn't help. Yeah, right. Am I doing yeah, it? Yeah, that Wait. was pretty good. <laughs> no, nothing's happening. <laughs> Yeah, this is, I mean, I can't even go cross-eyed. I can't do anything. The only thing I can I do is like baby doll either. eye. No? Yeah. I don't know. It's I can make my tongue go into three points, but that's about the only Oh, you can do party the clover trip. tongue? Yeah, but I have to be looking in the mirror, so don't ask me. <laughs> Wait, Erin, so I also, I, I recently learned that, do you have a twin sister? 
I have a fraternal twin sister. Okay. So, um, when they were casting Tabitha, they were really only auditioning twins, but we re- we don't look very much alike. So once we were on the show for the first season, they would show my sister from the back or from a distance. And then after that, I, I did it by myself. And you were how old when you started? I started right before I turned two. Oh my so gosh, you were so little. So little. What is like your earliest memory of being on set? Oh my gosh. Um, I think probably there was an episode where we had um, a baby elephant that had polka dots on it. And I remember it perfectly. So I kind of remember everything very young. And I think it's because you remember things about your childhood that are memorable. And so, I mean, I was working with monkeys and elephants and (laughs) it was, it was very memorable. That's funny. That's like what I talk about. My memories are based on like guest stars, certain costumes, yeah. or like like big elements like that, right? Like core, big elephants like that. Like core, <laughs> core memories are made in those like weird, bizarre, different, crazy moments. Absolutely. And people think that I remember only because, you know, I've seen the show or photos. Mm-hmm. But no, I remember, you know, being offset. And I remember my dressing room. And I remember being outside the soundstage with the baby elephant. So I remember things that I'm not, you know, being triggered by watching it. That's so cute, though. Baby elephant. Can you would be, imagine? Oh my gosh! I mean, I think anyone running into a baby elephant, even if you were two, would be like, "I touched this baby this elephant." This is a life-defining yeah. moment. Yeah, that's amazing. So, what are some of your other like? What are your best memories of being on set? Like, was it the craft service? Was it? The- <laughs> <laughs> no, craft service is great. Um, no, my favorite memories of the show are when we would have other kid actors on the show. Because I was pretty much the only child there with grownups the whole time. So I liked episodes where like Jack and the Beanstalk and Johnny Whitaker, mm-hmm. who was on Family Fair, would be there. I liked all those those memories because they were the most fun to shoot because I wouldn't just be there with grownups. Yeah. And what like at the time, I mean, without union rules back then, like I can imagine, I mean, it, you know, it's obviously before I really started working, but, um, you know, the, the union rules have gotten stronger. But, like, do you feel like there was a certain amount of liberty taken with your age? Did they keep you on set for an extra long amount of time? Or oh, yeah. it, it's, it's funny because it's really the only childhood I know. So I can't say that anything about it was bad since I loved it. Yeah. But they definitely did things. Bill Asher, who is our producer and married to Liz Montgomery, he told me later that even the years, the year that my sister was there, they would say, okay, it's time to bring Aaron off set since I was only supposed to work so many hours. But they would bring me off set. And he'd say, okay, bring on Diane. But they would just bring me right back on set. Oh. So it's, yeah, they did things they probably shouldn't, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it was more like, you have strep throat. The doctor would be like, you have to go home for, a, for two days and rest. And they'd be like, we'll drop you off for an hour. Take a nap. We're coming right back. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, I read like... Uh, the autobiography of Shirley Temple um, was something that I was always fascinated with. And we produced her movie called child star. And it was, I mean, we didn't show in the movie, but like one of my, one of the things that was kind of eye opening for me in her autobiography was, and of course that's obviously the, we're talking about the thirties, but um, things like tripping the kids. So they'd fall telling her her dog was dead. So she'd cry, you know, like just being, being brutal on set to try to get whatever you needed for that. Just get that shot, get that shot and get them out of here. Right, yeah, like they, they did stuff like that. Luckily, we were a pretty happy show, so they weren't telling me too many things died. But yeah. <laughs> uh, did they ever though? That, well, they I had um, they set me up with an acting coach named Lois Auer, who coached all the kid actors back then, like Jodie Foster, Helen Hunt. We all went to the same lady who was amazing, but she definitely had us more um, reading scripts. She had us thinking about something sad in our lives. So it would be like a dead grandparent, a dead pet. It was not at all about getting into character and you're sad because of the situation you're in. So it was a different It's time, putting I you think. in, yeah, putting you in an emotional space that you already have in yeah, your so mind. Like, yeah, emotional memory. I pulling guess. all that out, pulling that emotion Ooh. out of you. And yeah, it's, I mean, that's Ooh. the thing about acting, right? It's a little bit tricky in the sense that you know, you are manipulating your, emo- I mean, if you're doing it right, I guess yeah. you're manipulating your, your own emotions. You're creating your body. You're like cr- trying to create an experience in your body to have an emotional response. And, um, it, it, like, that's why I don't do drama that often because it messes with me. I have to like, I have to do comedy because I want to laugh and I want to have fun in my life. And I yeah. don't, 
want to invite the darkness in. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a drama. Like, it's the same reason I think I don't watch reality TV or I don't watch true crime, really. Like, I don't want to put all that in my—I don't watch but the I news But I do that love often. some trash reality. Oh, and I, and I, lo- I love trash reality <laughs> and true crime. Love them. I love everything. I watch way too much television and film. But I think one thing I've noticed is that— since you have to, um, you know, we would film Halloween episodes in the summer. And so it was always, it's it's supposed to be cold outside, but you're hot. So I am one of those people, I can be in the winter with a, a tank top and people think I'm nuts. So it's like, oh no, I'm fine. I don't necessarily feel what I'm feeling, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get that completely. Ladies, I feel like therapy should be a necessity for all actors. Oh. Based on I think guys are telling me. I think it's part of SAG's um, meta, uh, uh what am I trying to say? Medical benefits. Was it? Yeah. Insurance. Thank you. Probably, <laughs> Words. What I've always done through life, I think you have to be able, it has nothing to do with being a kid actor. I think it's important to be able to compartmentalize a little bit. So you can't constantly be thinking about every bad thing happening in the world, in your life. You have to kind of deal with the problem. You address it, you deal with it, you kind of put it in a drawer and you don't think about it because otherwise I think everyone would be a mess if you're walking around feeling everyone's pain all the time. Yeah, that's for sure. True. I agree. I mean, that's why I went to do Law & Order SVU, and I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to be dramatic, and I'm going to be, you know, everyone's going to think I'm a great actor because I can do drama and not just comedy. And then I went, did that for 10 days, and I was like, nope, nope, I'm done. I'm either quitting a business or I'm going back to comedy. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> that is too hard. So, what? So okay, so that ended in, so when Bewitch ends... In 72. So then um, tell me, like, give us a timeline then of things after. Yeah, after the show. It was a weird thing because we were not canceled. We went on hiatus and we'd been picked up for two more seasons. So we thought we were coming back after our break. But what happened, Elizabeth Montgomery decided she didn't want to do the show anymore. So everyone on cast, we got letters and telegrams saying, so sorry, it's been great working with you, but the show's over. So we didn't even have the big goodbye party. We just had the end of season party. Yeah. But it was, it was different for me than the others because I was eight. I was, you know, a kid. So I went back to, and could do things that maybe I couldn't do when I was on the show, but I stayed in the business. I did, I don't know, a hundred commercials, things like that. But we moved after, um, Sixth grade, we were living in Sherman Oaks, and then we moved down to Orange County. So I would come up to L.A. if there was a job, but I wasn't auditioning. I missed the whole teen acting thing completely. Like, I never did Love Boat or Fantasy Island or any of those things since I wasn't really working then. Oh, do you think if you had stayed in town, you would have done all that? You think you would have done more? I think if I'd stayed in town, I would have dated Rob Lowe. Oh, nice. Was this? I can't blame you for that one. Yeah. You know how you think, well, what would have been different? In my mind, that's what would have happened. I love that. <laughs> that's great. I need one of those. Yeah, no, wait, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think it was a smart thing for me because, I mean, I'm sure um, you know a lot of kid actors. I have great friends who are were former child actors, but a lot of them kind of went through a huge rejection period mm. and kind of dealt with that. I really didn't. I mean, I left the business and then came back into the business as an adult and people were so welcoming and nice. So it wasn't, I don't really have any negative associations with acting. I loved it. I enjoyed doing the commercials after I, you know, I feel like I've been really lucky in the biz. Yeah, for sure. Um, so wait, so, so you did a hundred and did I get the, did I read this right? You got to did 103 episodes of Bewitched. It sounds about, I keep hearing different numbers. I've heard 103 and I've heard 118. I have no idea. Okay. It's over a hundred. Wikipedia says you did 103 and then, and I mean, it's Wikipedia, so who knows, but it says that you did 18 episodes with your sister. Yes. Okay. Um, There was, there was one episode that my sister did without me that it was the only time I was sick in the entire run of the show. I had the mumps. There's one episode where um, my character has to slide up a slide backwards. And it was my sister. And I guess the network and and Liz Montgomery, everybody got all this mail saying, why did you replace Tabitha? But it was (laughs) my sister. (laughs) So I guess you guys really don't look that much alike. I've got to go back and watch the first season now and be like, try to spot her. Yeah, people can tell. There are all these um, like fan sites and bewitch sites, and they've broken it down. Like, here's Aaron, here's Diane, and they know exactly, even from the back, since we have different hair, people can tell. Who oh, all that fan that's fiction why. stuff. I love that. Well, I guess that's not fan fiction. That's no, fan, that's that's fan dissection. What would we call that? <laughs> They're looking for all the things. Yeah, all the little in in just indis- like 
um, almost we, Easter eggs, but not really. I, I guess I you're hiding in plain sight in that situation. Yeah, but. just like just all the little discrepancies between all the different like like this is what people do with continuity, right? The, mm-hmm. There's this there's always someone on set that does continuity. That's a script supervisor that kind of keeps track of things for the editor and whatnot. But also like, oh, Melissa, you put your purse on the shoulder, but then you push your hair back. You know that they tell you that kind of thing. Try to keep the continuity. But on our show, we always had our our woman Maureen, who's a dear friend of mine. Whenever we'd be like, well, should I be coming down the front stairs? So I should be coming through the door because if I'm coming down the back stairs, it's like I was in the bedroom. And they're like, she would always say whenever we couldn't explain it, she'd say, Melissa, the cat talks like just it doesn't really like she's she's she was so trying to do her job so well for so long. And I think it was about fifth season. She was like. The cat talks. I don't. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> you could be we anywhere. We can't keep track of all this. You stuff. literally point, and there's stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. things change constantly. Continuity is not a thing on a magical show, right? Very true. And how do you find like? I mean, I'm sure you get this question all the time. But the the longevity of the show, the the legs that show has had, the people it's affected, the you know even younger generations knowing the show now, so many decades oh. later. How, like, what's the thing you get? told the most, let's say? Uh, I guess lately there's been a lot about um, from the LGBTQ community about how Bewitched is so special to um, to them. And I think it's because the character Samantha and, and all the witches are basically in the closet. So yeah. it's the thing where they can't live the life of who they are. They can't be themselves. So I think that's one of the reasons it translates so well to that community. But um, it's one of those shows where we're on still in a hundred countries and we've never been off the air. Yeah. Wow. Crazy cool to think about. And I I think internationally it does so well because, you know, it's so colorful and the magic is so, you know, it's so visual that it, it translates great. And it's so fun. It's not too much conflict. It's just enough. And any show with yeah. escapism, I think, oh. has anything with a magical element with that escapism, I think, just lives on. I mean, that's why I, w- I knew going in, into Sabrina that this could be, you know, I, in this industry, you never put anything into a basket for something lasting long. You never know mm-hmm. what's going to, you know, you might have a big movie and never work in, in a feature again. You might, you know hit it big by tripping over something and falling and paparazzi gets some shots and that's it. right. You know, like and you, never you know. just never know what's going to happen. You could have a long running series and never work again. Um, and so it's like, you know, when, when Sabrina happened and everybody's like, Oh, did you expect it to be this big? I was like, look, it was 13 episodes and I was all excited about it, but because of bewitched and because of, I dream a genie and some of these other shows, I was able to kind of look down the road a little bit and be like, it has the potential because of that magical element, yeah. it has the potential of people just really soaking it in because it's fun and it's easy viewing and it's... Well, and yeah. every person has someone to relate to in at each one of those shows. In Bewitched, well, and, you know, children can exactly. love it. The grandparents can love yeah. it. The parents can love it. The stay-at-home mom, the working woman. It's everybody family television. Everybody can yeah. relate to it. And well, everybody wishes they could do magic. I mean, everyone yeah, wishes true. That, you know, they could twitch their nose or point and clean their house or, you know, be somewhere else or be in a different outfit. It's, yeah, it's be in the, Paris for lunch. Or be the clothes. nosy neighbor always trying to, right? That's what everybody's doing now with reality television. They're all like the nosy neighbor trying to, hey, what's going yeah, on over and there? And everyone calls them Gladys Kravitz. So uh-huh. that <laughs> Crazy Miss <laughs> Kravitz. <laughs> hey, you guys already know that we love our skin. Love. Our skin. And it all started with their Fits Everybody collection, which I didn't think we could like anything better than the Fits Everybody collection. But I have to but say, I'm this butter. cotton collection. Butter on my bottom. It's like butter on your bottom. <laughs> it is the butteriest <laughs> underwear ever. So we went to They are. To try They're amazing. It. Yeah. So we got more stuff. The cotton collection came in. And it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. How did they keep doing this? It's so good. It did not disappoint. It's no. The, it's the cutest. It's really flattering for like running around the house in your panties. It's so comfortable. They stay in place perfectly. Yeah. The, I, I do the low plunge bra today. And, uh, How do you feel about it? I love it. I love it. I, love, the t- I got the tank tops and the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I haven't tried them yet, but I've got it. I've worn them every day really? since they arrived. Like, are they, are they, do they hold you in a little? Yeah, they, they give you a little, little bit shake. of support. They, they're very flattering, even for being tight. I always worry about that because I got the mom tummy, yeah. you know? Um, and so I sized up. You certainly don't have to, but I love them. I feel like I'm 
sucked in just a little bit. Hey, Not, it's all about feeling good, right? I feel so good in them. Well, Skims is creating the next generation of loungewear for everybody. And I mean everybody. It is so good. It is made to be comfortable everyday wear. It's ultra soft from natural fibers, which we love. It's very important for the lady bits. It also came in compostable packaging, which I love. Isn't that so nice? I love that. But this is Skim's most tagged collection. It's made with the classic cotton fabric for comfortable everyday wear. Yes, and it's made from ultra soft natural fibers, and it's elevated lounge pieces. I would say you can wear them inside, outside, feel good wherever you're going in them. said loungewear was only for the house has not tried Skim's. And from sizes extra, extra small all the way to 4X, when we say it fits every body Literally. It really does. Yeah, so believe the hype. Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews for a reason, people. Yes, and the cotton collection and more are available right now at skims.com. Plus, you can get free shipping on orders over $75. After you place your order, be sure to let them know that we sent you. Select podcast in the survey and select what women binge in the drop-down menu that follows. Yeah, and if you missed the big news, Skims reinvented underwear for women, and they are now doing it for men. Also available at skims.com. Well, talk to me about, so you, you often go out, so you have a lot of kids. You I have do, six children? I have six kids, but they're all grownups now. I'm at the point where my youngest son um, is in college on the East Coast, so it's it's to the point where I'm the mom of grownups. Wait, how long have you been an empty nester then? Liberating. Um, I'm not really an, an empty nester. I, I have a son with special needs, so he'll always be in the nest, but... Um, for a while. I mean, my youngest is 20. So he had his two last years of high school during the pandemic, stuck at home. He did um, college for, you know, two years at home and he just started school back east. So just since fall, he's been gone. Wow. Oh my gosh. It's got to be a transition. It is, but it's kind of amazing because it's it's one of those things where you can travel and visit your kids. I have a son and I have grandkids living um, right outside Nashville. So I'm there now. They, they moved a year ago, so I've been How out there cool. five times already. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to have you in the studio yes, next time. Yes, next you're time you're in, you're in town, let us know. We were trying to do that, but I also we were trying to wait. But then I also wanted you on before Halloween. Halloween. So yeah. well, that's okay. You'll just have to come back. I have to come back, and hopefully by then we can talk about all the things all the that things. you're binging. Yeah, that's right. oh, and there's so many things. Oh my goodness, it's so hard not talking about it. <laughs> I think you guys were genius to come up with this concept because. At least for me, the pandemic started me binging things. Mm-hmm. Before that, I was one of those, you know, like Destination TV, which was what I grew up with. Like every week at this time, you sit down and watch this show. Right. Mm-hmm. Pandemic, I watched, I binged everything. Like I would watch one show start to finish, loved it so much. I wish we could talk about it because there's so much. I know. Well, that's so why much. you're coming back when you're in, when well, you're in town. And we we'll can actually... talk like books, podcasts, anything, music. Oh, I love podcasts. There's some great podcasts besides yours. The um, two of the ones I I really really love um, Julia Louis Dreyfus podcast where it's yes. about women of a certain age. Which we don't know this women. one. Oh, you would love it because you oh, probably can relate great. to so much. Yeah, of it, what is this called? Yeah, it's um, I don't know the name of it, but I'm I look it up right now. Her name is Julia yeah, Louis Dreyfus. Oh my podcast. goodness! And each episode, she'll have um, like Jane Fonda. She'll have like a, an amazing woman on it talking about things. I love that one. I love Smartless. Oh, yes. you do? So good. Oh, Ju- Wiser I, Than I, Me. Is it called Wiser Than Me? Wait. Um, it might be Wiser Than Me. I'm not sure. Yeah, Wiser Than Me with Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's oh, really interesting. Great. I'm going to subscribe right now, just like I hope okay. people are doing the our yeah, show. I love it. That one's great. I love Smartless. I think Smartless is great. The one with um, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Do you find, I find that they talk over each, I mean, we do that too. I know. I was going to (laughs) say, but they're, I feel like they always bully Sean. Well, I think that's. I think it's a friend thing. I think I'm talking over you now. I think it's one of those things where they're really good friends. You feel like you're having a conversation with friends, which I like about it. It's not like it's an interview. It's more. It's, I like it. I yeah, like it's it. a hangout. Like you feel like you're one of the buddies on the sofa with them. Absolutely. And who doesn't want to be buddies with them? They're hilarious. Exactly. They're hilarious. amazing. Um, but so wait, to go back to your children for a minute, I know that you've spoken a lot um, about autism. Mm-hmm. And is that something you're, will you tell us a little bit about that journey? Yes, absolutely. I've always, since I was a kid on Bewitched, I've always felt important about volunteering and, and having charities and organizations that I would work with and support and talk about. And um, I was always involved with children, animals, 
different organizations. And then my son Parker was diagnosed with autism. So it kind of even amped that up a little more. So I, through having a child with special needs, I kind of wanted to figure out what helped him and worked with him. So I got involved with therapeutic horseback riding and surfing therapy and things that worked for him. And I'm very vocal about it because I think I don't want to say there's shame for some people to have a, have a child who's different, but I think it's important to um, know that life is life and it's important to have someone to relate to and talk about and say, okay, well, this is happening. Let's, you know, figure out the best way to let your child have a happy life. That's awesome. Yeah. I feel like it's very important to speak up for those things and advocate. And I know I, my children don't have autism, but I have one that's extremely dyslexic and ADHD. And, you know, being open and honest about that has started up conversations with a lot of other mothers who were going through the same thing and I had no idea. And so people with platforms who are more public like you, I think are so important. Well, and then you get more information and people can share information. Yes. Right? It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it having, opens up doors for people that yeah, you know, they may not have realized. I had, a, when my son was having um, some reading delays, you know, I had some people say, oh, well, don't, don't have him tested at the school or don't let anyone know because it might ruin his chances for college. By the way, he's like three or four and people are like, might ruin his chances for college. And I was like, wait, what? So it freaked me out. But then, you know, it was around third grade that someone suggested, oh, it was my sister who was a school teacher, said, you have to get him tested. And I said, mm -hmm. but isn't that going to ruin? No, 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 no. You need to get him tested. Like you need to know and you need to do what's right for him and his learning and his education. And I don't know if there was a stigma and it sort of lessened I, I don't think there is. I think it's almost an illusion of a stigma. I have this conversation a lot with friends and family members about um, the schools are there to help your kids. There are mm -hmm. so many great resources. It's not a shame to have a label. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't like labeling yeah. people right. or anything, but I think if if you're you have any concerns, have testing done at the school. Yeah. And if they have resources, there are parents who fight the school saying they don't want resources for their children. I was the parent who said, okay, what resources do you have? What else do you have? Let's, let's take advantage of all those things because it ends up helping your child. I mean, if, if, you know, being, um, pulled out for a little bit of class and having speech therapy or occupational therapy or whatever can help them have a productive life. It's a great thing. So yeah. I, I'm all for exactly. I absolutely agree. Now, years later, I am like, we just had my son's uh, 504 meeting, which is the equivalent mm -hmm. of a public school IEP. And we were like, all the things, all the things. Yeah. Every he gets accommodation. A, he gets like a Let's brain break card. He gets a card to be like, I'm, I need to go out. I need to go for a walk because I just got to get out of here for a minute. And, you know, he gets like one or two of those a day. He gets check-ins with someone to set goals as like an executive functioning thing. He gets mm -hmm. extra time on his tests. He gets uh -huh. um, a reader if he needs it for like math problems. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have to worry about like trying to read the math problem and do the math. Yeah. So, you know, and now I'm all, now I'm like, and now I can advocate for him because of course I, I know better, but in the beginning, it is scary when you don't know and people are telling you all. It's kind of like when you have a baby, right? Anytime you have a baby and someone gives you advice, you take it, you take a little, you think about it, but you're like, not for me. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, oh, that works for me or that, you know, you kind of massage in what works for your family and what doesn't. And it's very much the same, I think, when you have a child. But, I mean, all kids have some sort of special need. That doesn't mean necessarily a disability. It can be a child who's so advanced that they need, you know, the right. advanced yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's important that, you know, one size fits all is not for kids at all. Exactly. <laughs> that's true. That's a good, yeah, a good way to put it. The special need is, yeah, goes all the way. And that's the thing, right? Autism is a spectrum and it's a, the spectrum Absolutely. goes from one extreme to the next, right? I mean, all the way to the, it's like a 180, right? So it literally... Absolutely. Yeah. So and everything in between. It can be, you know, someone who's very low functioning and, and nonverbal. My son is is extremely impacted by autism. He's he has some language, but he will always need care. He, you know, probably won't have a job. And then it goes all the way to um, like Asperger's where they're so smart and maybe they're lacking in certain social skills. But right. Oh, I see. Complicated spectrum. That's why th there's a saying that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because right. they're they're all, all yeah. oh interesting okay thank Extremely you different. thank you for right. yeah i was not aware of all that 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 was okay all right very look educated me thank you you're welcome thank you witchy sister i know from one witch to another <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you celebrate with halloween how do you celebrate 
It's so funny because this now I'm different than I've ever been. I love Halloween. Um, I don't know if you can see. Wait, where is it? See right above my finger. I just uh-huh. did a um, I did a pumpkin succulent thing behind me. Oh, there's no trick or treating here in Malibu. But growing up, um, I well not even growing up. When my kids were growing up, I would be the family where I would have like candy for the kids, and I've had like little bottles of wine and, and cocktails for the grown ups. Oh, you <laughs> so, are the fun house. Yes, yeah, I was the fun house. The people for some reason people come back to my house. Oh, I wonder why. I have no <laughs> idea why that would be so. You fun. got all the tricks and the treats. Yeah, but Halloween's fun. I mean, I like holidays. I like celebrating. Yeah, it's same. weird though. I'm sure you might get this too, Melissa, because of the whole witch thing. People are constantly over the years, inviting me to different things to go to because, oh, it's it's Halloween. Come to this Halloween theme park and you'll be there with um, Alice Cooper and Linda yeah. Blair from The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah. So are like, we are not the same. Yeah, you know, okay. it's interesting. In some way, I really, like Caroline Ray and I talked about this last week, like she embraced the witch culture and I really didn't. I just took yeah. it as a job, as an actor, as another character I slid into, never really embracing the witch thing. But now I'm like, Damn it, what a lucrative career if I had actually done what Elvira did, right? Like host every Halloween and party. And just lived or, it. Like, yeah, like just fully I, embrace the witch culture and just get into that. Yeah, And I didn't either. I mean, growing up, I have to say, I never wore a witch costume. I never, I mean, I did not embrace it. I was always proud of it. I just didn't like the whole, oh, well, look at her. She was a witch on TV and she thinks she's a witch all the yeah, time. Yeah. So no, I did not do that. And even... um I went to um, Salem, Massachusetts when TV Land did the big, they they have those um, bronze monument statues yes. for different TV shows. So they had a bewitched statue of Elizabeth Montgomery and unveiled it. And it was so interesting because people who do identify as witches in, in Massachusetts, Salem, were coming to me and they felt such a kinship towards me. And I yeah. basically had to say, I just played a witch on TV. I don't identify as yeah. a witch. Caroline has that shirt. Yeah, she does. I identify as a witch. Yeah, I need to get me one of those. I don't have one of those. I just ordered one on Amazon. I thought this year (laughs) I might embrace it. I just ordered one that's coming, I think, tomorrow. (laughs) I have a shirt. I should have worn it today, but it's in in L.A. in storage. And there was a shirt made with my face on it that um, I was helping to sell like a few years ago. I think it was for charity. And it's got my face on it, and I'm kind of doing the point. And it says, witches be crazy. And I'm... I don't have it. Like it would be perfect That's to wear it so on this fun. or around Halloween time. But no. I want like a shirt with your face the, on it. Do you? Yeah, I'd you wear it. My face on it. <laughs> <laughs> what? So tell me about uh, Elizabeth Montgomery. Like, what's your best memory of your of your TV mama? I she was amazing. I I think my favorite memories were how cool she was. She was she was a very inspirational person. I think she affected who I am a lot because she was in charge a lot. I mean, she was one of the producers of the show. She was smart and funny. Mm-hmm. She was very much a woman in a man's world. And I kind of, I, I admire that. So I liked things like I, I picked up dirty jokes from her. I liked, <laughs> oh, was she a little I, racy? Was she a little saucy? Oh, she was absolutely racy. Oh, That's I why that. uh, people always ask, okay, was Elizabeth Montgomery just like Samantha? She seemed like the sweetest person. And I, if I'm completely honest, she was way more like Serena. She was, <laughs> <laughs> she was a little naughty. <laughs> Well, all of the characters were probably influenced from some part of real life, right? Of course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. Wait, um and when 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 your dad changed, were you uh, do you remember? I do. And it happened um I worked equal time um, times with both actors. I worked 3 years with Dick York, York and then 3 years with Dick Sargent. And Dick York had hurt his back early in his career on a film. And so he had this special board on the set, like off to the side, where he would lean against Oh, a leaning board? And things like that. And um, gosh, when when we reconnected and when I was an adult, he said that one of the things that allowed him to stay even the last season or two is that he was a dad with lots of kids. And he never wanted me to see that he was in pain. So he said, you know, I, he, I would sit on his lap or go sit by him and he would tell me stories. And he said he he it took away the pain. You know how you don't want your kids to see you hurting? Yeah. So it's like touching. But I did know he was in pain. I He had a seizure on set. Oh. So that's what happened. He had a seizure during an episode. He went to the hospital and he never came back. Did you so, witness um, that? Did you witness the seizure? I was there, yes. So, um, 
Yeah. But um, it was it was discussed. Bill Asher went to the hospital and said, what do you want to do? And and it was Dick York's decision that he he didn't think he could come back. So mm. he he left and that that was it. And then um, Dick Sargent, who was the second Darren, was actually the first choice to play Darren. When they were casting the show, they went to Dick Sargent first and it was between Dick Sargent and an actor named Richard Crenna, if you remember him. Mm. But um, Dick Sargent said, no, he wanted to do another show with an actress who they offered Samantha to, an actress named Tammy Grimes. So they did a show called The Tammy Grimes Show, which I've never heard of. I, no. I don't know who Tammy Grimes So those two people turned down Bewitched. But wow. Then at the end. <laughs> yeah, that's. I love stories like that. Well, at least he got it in the end. Yeah. If, yeah. But they were different. They, they played the part differently. They looked different, mm-hmm. um, obviously. But um, what they did for the audience is um, the last season that Dick York was on the show, since he was in so much pain, there would be episodes where his character was supposed to be in it and he couldn't work. So they would end up having to write him out of the episode. So we had maybe seven or eight episodes that didn't have Darren in them. Mm. So um, during the summer, as they're easing into um, Dick Sargent, um, appearing as Darren, they um, showed all those episodes, like eight, eight episodes in a row without Darren. And then they brought in Dick Sargent and they thought no one would notice. <laughs> but I have a feeling people noticed. noticed. It's a pretty spectacular difference. Were you in, I want us to look it up, but are you in every episode from the time you appear? Are you in? Um, I don't even know. I'm not sure. I should know. I, I should know see. that. I'm sure there are lots of people know that. Um, Maybe like in a scene or something. Oh, no, actually. That's oh, there's not- 254 episodes and you were in 103-ish, we think, right? Yeah. And there were two seasons before me. We did so many episodes a season back then. So probably not. But I know there were, um, we had a fire on the set. So oh, they wow. had to um, rebuild the set. And then they did a, a, a couple episodes in Salem. And I didn't do those. I think two. Oh, they actually went to Salem to shoot they it? They went to Salem. Uh, we did a Salem episode, but we didn't go to Salem. We just shot in the back lot. <laughs> Where did you guys shoot in Hollywood? What stages? Uh, we shot at Screen Gems, which is Sunset Gower. And oh. then um, exteriors we did at Columbia, which is Warner Brothers Ranch. But okay. They just tore it down. They, I don't oh, know did they actually tear it down? They did. They tore oh. it down on Friday the 13th. They tore down the no. Bewitched House. Yeah. I was there because I direct a lot of Young Sheldon and... um they do a lot, their house and, or um, uh, Mima's house. Well, I guess their house and Mima's house. Like all the exteriors are done at the ranch. And not they were anymore. talking about knocking it down, but I thought maybe someone would jump in and save it. But I, I really thought so too. And and they kind of did it piecemeal. Like um, I think they tore down the Partridge family house and a couple other ones. And I thought, well, maybe they'll save Blondie Street just because it's been there forever. And they still use it so much, but yeah. you know, it's completely leveled. There's, it's gone. It's oh, so that's so they're putting sad. up apart- I think they're putting apartments, right? Aren't they doing? No, I thought that too, but no, they're actually doing sound stage- stages. It's, oh, okay. Because be we need film. more of those in Hollywood. We have so many freaking sound stages. That's insane. Ah, oh, that's a shame. All right, so the house is gone. House is gone. So people can't go visit it anymore. Did you get a piece? Did you take any memorabilia from the set? Do you have anything? Um, oh gosh, I'm sure I do. It's so funny. I think I may have gotten this from Liz Montgomery. I don't have stuff up. Like, you know how some people have like a room and it's all. Like, oh, that's me. Stuff. I have a massive room of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a hoarder. And I, it's interesting because I, I have so many actor friends and it's it's you fall into two categories. Either you have like awards and posters and like costumes and stuff or you don't. And I just don't. So, I mean, I've got boxes of stuff. That's so funny. They did Tabitha dolls and Tabitha paper dolls. And there was lots yeah. of um, memorabilia kind of things. But I don't have even one thing out. Oh, that's so wild. I have a room. It's funny because I didn't really, I save stuff from Clarissa, but I don't know where it is. I had a giant nose um, and everybody had signed it. And I had a big sign that said Clarissa gas because we shot an exterior at a gas station. And somehow I had that and hung it in my room, but it's all gone now. I don't know what happened to it. And then, um, and then I have a few things from Sabrina, but really not much. Some is here. I have this gold statue of Sabrina and a few other things, but not much from Sabrina. But now I take something every time I'm on a set. On purpose? I take something from everything. Yeah. Like I have a Knight Rider signed car, um, like a picture of Knight Rider uh, signed by um, uh, David Hasselhoff when I directed him on Young Sheldon. And on set was this photo. I took it off the wall and was like, will you sign this for me? And so that's hanging. Like I literally <laughs> steal stuff. I have one of the genie's bottles from Barbara Eden. Like, that was a gift from her though, right? That was a gift. Yeah. yeah. I have um, one of those too, but you it's do? in a box. It's not out. Because <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't put things out. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> 
That would be so funny if the only thing you have out in the house is a genie bottle. Genie bottle, yeah. It's so confusing for people. <laughs> well, we have to we have to get to our questions, but um, we'll have to have you back on when we can talk about what you binge. Is yes. there are there any other podcasts or books? Oh gosh, um, I wish I could say books. I used to be a huge reader, and then somehow I think it has to do with getting old. It's not as easy to read, and I'm probably just vain enough that I don't wear glasses. So uh, I do. I'm, I don't I'm rocking my pair <laughs> eyewear right now. I've got yeah, my pair, no, and I love I love books, but it, I I think it was with kids. I could never unless I was traveling or going somewhere. I never had the time to just sit down and watch or read a book. But I, I somehow have plenty of time to watch TV. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I go in seasons. Day. I go yeah. in seasons of like, I'll if I'm really into a show, I'll watch endless amounts of television. But then I want to sit, like right now I'm reading a book. And, yeah. But, what are you uh, reading? By the way, if you need good glasses, pair eyewear, look at this. Watch this. So they not only like match whatever you need to go, if you need them to like darken when you go outside. But look, today they're plaid, but really they're, look, base frames. Base it's frames so are light cute. pink. <laughs> See, they're light pink, and then I just snap these suckers on, and I can snap on sunglasses. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You could have progressives. Yep. Very, very convenient, so you don't have to be shy about getting your glasses. All right. Just so so. you know. (laughs) That's not product placement or anything. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Um, Okay, so here are our questions for you. These are a little tricky. Um, Is there a... I know, a little bit. Is there a standalone book you wish had a sequel? Oh, gosh. Um, yes, Gone with the Wind, oh, which cool. I I know, I I know that it's one of the things that people have banned, and 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 maybe the film hasn't held up the way people want it to. I loved the book. I still love the film. I think it's such a beautiful piece of filmmaking mm. that um, I I would like to see what happened to Scarlet. So I'll say Gone yeah. with the Wind. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like a lot of stuff back then, like ended with Happily Ever After. My stepdad always said, like, happily ever after is just the beginning. Then someone has to take out the garbage. Like, who's going to take out the garbage? (laughs) But that didn't end happily ever after. That ended like tomorrow is another day. So what does that mean? What does it mean to go? I mean, that's the thing, right? There's always more to go on. Except Sabrina. I don't think Sabrina should go on. Just saying. (laughs) Um, I don't think we should go on either. So No, you're good with where it was. You're You're happy with where it ended? We, I think we were smart that it was like law and order where each episode kind of stands alone. That's yeah. what you don't have to watch it start to finish. You can watch any episode and it's, it's fine. I like we kind of did. Th- well, uh, that's not true. Sabrina, I have to say was like seasonal. Each season had a storyline that kind of an arc that went through the whole season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, yeah, I like, I think Clarissa, Clarissa did not have an arc. No. Clarissa was very standalone episodes, but and Sabrina, Sabrina definitely if you did. just picked it up, I mean, you would figure it out. You could it figure wasn't... it out. But, like, there's the episode, like, there, we had a season with the Quizmaster where he literally, like, is taking me through a lesson, like, lesson by lesson. If you watched an episode, you could follow along. You would just be confused on the one part about the secret. That's, you know, just which is, like, a fraction of the of the show. Did you have a first video game or console that you loved? Um God, I'm really, really old. So my <laughs> first video game, we, my, my dad was always into like techie stuff. Like the, when things came out, we had the first VCR. We had the first video oh, wow. game. And it was Atari and it was Pong. Yep. So I've yeah. seen it. It's like, it's like, that's it. You just moved it up and down, right? Like yeah. that's all you could do. Yeah. Um, What's the best dish you can whip up? Um, I'm a great cook. So I, oh. I cook a lot. Um, Oh my gosh. I go through phases. I'm really, I don't know. I, I'm a really good cook. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my girlfriends, we do, I have a great group of friends. We do a lot of um, potluck get togethers. People always request my side dishes like, um, oh my gosh, sweet potatoes or something Ooh. like diced. And so, but I do, for breakfast, I'll go back to sweet t- potatoes. I do this thing where it's like a fake um, eggs benedict kind of, where the Ooh. bed of it is chopped roasted um sweet potatoes oh, and yeah. then on top it has a, a sunny side up egg it's really yes. good yes but I, I love to cook so that's a very hard question so but when's I your know, cooking show coming out yeah i, I know i i would love to do something like that i don't know but um i go <laughs> deep sea fishing a lot oh. with a group of Usually it's men. It's like a group of male actors or, or comics and me. I'm usually like one of two girls. And um, I have a freezer full, full of like huge fish because I catch these like huge fish. So I, I'm very good at like fish dishes. That's okay. awesome. That is something I'm not good at for sure. Oh, I'll teach you. Fish I'll teach is you. scary. So 
Oh, I love to eat fish. I, I feel like they cook so quickly or if you, you, but if you don't right. get them all the way through, it's like, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll help you. Okay. Okay, good. I need your cookbook. Um, if you went to jail, what would your crime be? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm I'm really smart, so I think I would get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd figure it out? I, I like know. that answer. You, um, would you represent yourself in the court? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> I can't imagine going to jail. Um, I really think I would somehow be able to get off on a technicality or there something. There you go. There you go. I love it. Um, what was your favorite toy to play with as a kid? Oh, gosh. Um, wow. It's so weird because I worked through that. Yeah. Uh, the childhood phase. So I never, I never got to do like the kids' sports. Like I never did soccer or t-ball or any of that stuff. What was my favorite toy? I don't even, I don't think I had one. I was more like the days I wasn't shooting, I'd be swimming in the pool or I wasn't really a a toy kid. And I loved Barbies and did a Barbie commercial, but my parents were very frugal. So instead of getting Barbie dolls, I got Dawn dolls, which were like smaller, (laughs) like fake Barbie dolls. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like something my parents would have done. Sounds like the next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sequel. Now I got to look that up. Oh, Don um, Dolls? Yeah. 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 Do you have an unpopular opinion? Oh, gosh. I'm sure I do. I What I think is that no matter what you think about anything, even politics, half of America doesn't agree with you. Yeah. So what I have said for a very long time is that I will always encourage people to develop their own opinions. So when it's election time, I don't ever say, this is who I'm voting for, vote for them. I always say, hey, we're lucky enough to live in a place where we're given the right to vote, get out and vote for who you want. Mm. Or, you know, don't don't support a charity because I do. Find something that means a lot to you and and be, you know, enthusiastic and support right. your Educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, do you have a pet peeve? Oh, I've got so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> Give us the top three. Oh, so many. Uh, and it's funny because most people don't know my pet peeves because I'm silently annoyed. I, I'm, I don't usually tell everyone when I'm annoyed. I would have to say punctuality. And uh, I think it, it goes back to being a kid actor or, you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I have an extremely strong work ethic. And I think it's because, you know, from the time I was a baby, I knew, okay, you're there 12 hours a day. You have to be on time. I remember doing commercials and like kids would be fired because they were late. Yeah. So I am always like for this, I was, I was sitting yeah, here. Yeah. You were on like 10 I, minutes yeah, before. I, was, yeah, I, I was know. And we were late. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, we were late. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh God, it all. No, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't it. So punctuality. <laughs> like I don't like people who, who miss flights and things like oh, that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I know. I'm like, I've my only son- ever missed one flight. Really? And it's because I slept through it. My alarm didn't go off. I think I missed. Yeah, I missed one for that reason. No, I didn't. I was literally staying in the hotel in the airport. Oh, Oh, really? I still missed it. No way. I think even more than that, punctuality is my thing. It doesn't annoy me when other people are late so much as it annoys me if I'm ever late. Like, how could this be that I'm late? I truly hate people who are rude to other people. Mm. I will never understand that. I don't, you know, like people who are rude to uh, food servers. Oh, or mm-hmm. that is a real pet peeve. So I just don't understand where it's so easy to be nice. It's, yeah, it really is. You know what I mean, just be nice to everybody. I always I, tell my kids, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Like, vinegar. just be nice. You don't have to. It's so, it's so easy. It's so much more work to be bad. And like yeah, an it really is. It's, it's, if you're just generally nice to everybody, then they're nice back to you just by default. It's, it's hard for the people to be mean to you if you're being nice to them. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, what is a place on your bucket list? Oh gosh. Um, I love to travel. I love it so much. Um, I went to Italy last year, which I just Mm. adored. Um, I would love to go to Fiji or Bora Bora. I had a vacation planned to one of those places where they're like the huts on the stilts above the water. I would like to go somewhere like that. And, and Greece. I haven't been. So I want to go. Listen, if you're in Malibu, so Fiji is one of my favorite places and I'm actually taking my family back. Um, but there's some great, I mean, I, I it's far, so the flights are expensive, but some of the resorts there I found are really reasonably priced. And like if you get an all-inclusive yeah. place and you just, I mean, it's still, it still feels so untouched because it is so hard to get to. And it yeah. is so, like, I feel like Tahiti maybe is getting a little bit more overrun touristy. It feels a little Hawaii now. 
Um, whereas Fiji still feels so like untouched, yeah. like you're like in in a Swiss Family Robinson episode, uh, the movie, you know, like just magical. Yeah. No, I had the I had the whole trip planned, and then the pandemic came, oh. so it got pushed. It's like, well, we can go next year. Like it, it kept holding over, but then there was still a pandemic next year, yeah. so somehow got pushed and haven't haven't rescheduled that one. Yeah, well, I'll I'll help you with that one because I I mean I feel like I would probably be a travel agent in my other life. If you weren't an actor. If I wasn't a witch, yes. Oh, a witch. I'm sorry. Now I'm a witch. Look, now I'm going to take on that identity. <laughs> um, uh, what's your go-to toenail color? Oh, I go for a red. I like, um, oh, okay. I just, just finally got on the bandwagon with gel pedicures, but before oh, that, it's I was glorious. Like, oh, big, big apple red was like my are you a little Southern? Is there some Southern? I am so Southern. I'm 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 born and raised, live forever in Southern California. But my dad was from Texas, and oh. I'm so Southern. If at heart, I'm a Southern. I was gonna girl. say the red toenail polish. That is a Southern woman fixture. Well, the, road, so. the red toenail polish, and then also the uh, I would say the the sweet potatoes. That's true, right? Sweet potatoes well, I mean, are pretty Southern. Do you they? fry them? That's the question. You know what? I I don't fry them. I used to. I'd cook them in a pan with butter. I just have gotten within the last year an air fryer cooker. Oh thing. yeah. And you can cook things in that, and it we, tastes like I made fried. rice krispie treats the other day for the football team because they have to have them at halftime in an air fryer. Apparently, you pour the rice krispies. My husband's actually. Uh, I'm not totally lying because I didn't cook it. My husband did, <laughs> but he told me he did them in the air fryer. Do, yeah. So you just put the um. You put the crispies in first, and you put the marshmallows on top. You just have to be careful because he burnt the top layer, but you can just wipe it right off. And then when it's mushy, just mix it all in and then dump it in a casserole dish. Cut it up. That's it. I mean, it was like so super yeah. simple. You just got to be careful because it's like just got to be just right that it doesn't burn. But I guess that's the case. Well, I mean, when you're cooking them on the stove, you're kind of like constantly stirring it in. So you have to kind of watch it because our kitchen did smell like smoke when I got home. It smelled like something <laughs> burned for sure. I mean, burnt marshmallow. There's, there's way worse things. There's worse things. That's for sure. Um, what, do you have a favorite piece of jewelry? Oh gosh, um, yes and no. I, ha I have several. I I am a very sentimental person, so mm. I like things that have meaning to them. So I have a ring that was my grandma's from the 1800s, and I oh, have wow. things that that mean a lot. So I go through phases with jewelry, but I I'm very sentimental and I hold on to things. That's me. I'm a hoarder in that oh. way. Um, and we're gonna do some this or that if you're ready, Erin. Oh. I All right, it. so these are just little fast this or that's. Okay. Pineapple or pepperoni on your pizza? Ugh, neither. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <So> disgusting. <laughs> and I love pizza. I hate both of those on pizza. That's funny. Floss or toothpick? Um, floss. Band or orchestra? Band. Football or baseball? Both. <laughs> Pancakes <laughs> or waffles? Pancakes. Cardio or weights? Can I say neither again? Um, probably, <laughs> I do both. So I, I do light workouts with both. Reality or true crime? But reality is true crime. <laughs> That's true. Good point. In real reality, yes. Threads or X slash Twitter? <laughs> I know. Yeah, social media. Well, we, we, we became so friends old. through DM, like DM on Instagram. Wait, threads or X? I'm like, I remember MySpace. I don't do threads <laughs> or X. I'm still, I never updated the app. I don't like change. So mine is still Twitter. I don't, I didn't like the whole changing it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Box. It's still Twitter because you didn't change it. I didn't yeah, think about I'm that. Never, yeah, never updating it. Mine's still Twitter. So when that's I do awesome. this, <laughs> I like this. That's fun. Uh, last one is Prada or Gucci. Oh gosh, both Chanel. Ah, oh, oh, oh. After my own heart. Chanel or Dior? That's the next set of questions. No, just kidding. <laughs> All right, wait, real quick. Do you have your phone, or are we on your phone right now? Um, we're on an iPad. I have. My oh, okay. Phone. I wanted to ask you how many unread emails are in your inbox. Um, nine. <gasps> yes, she's my peeps. Witches stick together. <laughs> that that must be. What do you thing. have right now? What's yours, Amanda? We're at thirty-one thousand nine hundred. <laughs> can we please? Can we please get below the? I'm at two hundred. I mean, I can, but you don't like the way I do it, so it's not going to matter. Guys, I'm at two hundred and five. I cannot get below a hundred again. I don't know what is going on with me. 
It's Very so hard. Mine, mine was at 31,000 or something or more than that for years. And then I finally figured out how, because if you read on one thing, it, it wasn't showing that it was read mm-hmm. somewhere else. So I've, I've fixed that because I it makes me nuts if there are too many. I oh, just don't open the ones that are like junky or that aren't important. You delete them. Delete that them. That would take <laughs> It would now. It wouldn't if every day. Let's say, how many emails do you think you get a day? A couple hundred. Okay. Yeah. So let's say you get 200 emails a day. And you go through those 200, that's manageable. A few in the morning, a few at lunch, and a few in the evening. Come on. You're like, delete, delete, answer that one. Put that in my calendar. If I just mark them all red, then it's like they went away. But what if there's something important in there? What if something in there is like, look, your son is the most gifted and talented child ever. We suggest that you send him to Harvard's, um, you know, law school immediately. And you're missing that. You know, you're missing that. You're missing that. I, but I'm not. I'm not missing it. I know you're not. All you're missing right now is like, did you paint your pumpkin for the library? Not yet. <laughs> I have to do that between this and going to the Kiss concert tonight. Listen, you got to get those emails cleaned out before <laughs> your oldest goes to, it becomes a senior. Because let me tell you the amount of stuff you have to do when they're a senior. We just had homecoming. Now I'm having to do the senior ads and the senior casual photos and the senior formal photos. And then don't forget the corsage for this one. And don't forget the, you know, the party you have to plan and the card you have to send out and the letter you have to write to them and yeah i mean it's already I feel starting like three in, in elementary school is already so much oh just wait till high school Ugh. wait till you can check their grades and it actually means something uh, well it does mean now i mean it's not really a permanent like you know in fifth grade it's like is it really no nope. does this math grade really count probably nope. not but it's not going to any permanent records let me tell you I keep thinking the permanent record's coming. My my kid's a senior now, and I'm like, wait a second. When does this permanent record thing start? Is the permanent record thing a lie that we've been told since we were children? I think so. It's a lie. I think so. I'm older than both of you. It's a lie. No one cares. No one, even once you're in college, no one cares what grades you have. Once you go to college or don't go to college, no one says what grade did you get in algebra. No one cares. In seventh grade, fourth period, you know, whatever, fourth quarter. No. No, it's true. I mean, I I, I always thought high school, okay, we got to lock it down for high school. School, right high school grades matter ninth grade we we switched schools mid mid year so it was a little bit like rough and we were like all right it's just ninth grade 10th grade we were like all right he's doing all right but you know kind of my kid my oldest one kind of goes up and down right like does really well and then just doesn't do a few assignments and then tanks the test and then does really well and then you know so it's a roller coaster so half the year he's doing great and half the year he's not so 11th grade we we're like this is the year dude because by the time you're a senior you've already applied like he's already applying to colleges so his grades this year kind of don't matter I thought the senior year was going to matter the most. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, wow. I really no. didn't I mean, get that they, right. They look at the GPA. I don't think they look at individual grades. Yeah, and then usually the ACT or SAT. Yeah, ACT, ACT or SAT. If you're in the North, like I was, you're taking the SAT. And if you're in the South, ACT is the only thing that matters. So after that, I mean, what else after do they that, need to know? Just good luck. Write a great essay. Do some charity work. I never work even had to write an essay for any of my colleges. You didn't? No. That's kind of all they're looking at now. They're not even looking at like... No, I did the application. You had to send in a transcript. Um, so There was an interview for one, but it was like 10 minutes on the phone. Like it was not a thing. Wow. Interesting. And that was that. Was that. That's very bizarre. And granted, I didn't like apply to like Ivy League schools or anything. Yeah. But, but it's, I mean, I only applied to one school. I only applied to NYU, but I had to great For art great school, essay. I had to have a portfolio. Yes. Like yes, that makes artwork. Sense. But that was... Yeah. Well, wait, Erin, real quick, though, on your before we let you go, I just want to pick your brain a little bit about being a mom of so many children that you've sent off into the world. Like, what's your best parenting advice? Um, in a lot of ways, you have to let them figure it out. And with mm. I mean, with school, I never, ever pressed for high grades. And some of my kids are, are definitely high achievers and, you know, scored off the charts. And some people struggled. And to be honest, it really doesn't matter. They have to figure out what they're interested in. And they, you know, um, they don't have to go to college. If they, I I always say, at least try junior college. See, you know, Mm. get some basic, you know, education, but um, you got to let them figure it out themselves. So I was never a helicopter parent. I was always juggling, like taking people to this and that, but um, let them pick their own activities a little bit. Not every Mm. kid has to do soccer or t-ball or, you know what I mean? That was kind of, the culture for a while that okay it's everyone does baseball. highly competitive yeah so competitive but not every kid is a sports kid yeah I remember having to fight with one of the schools when we were in Calabasas I got a call into the principal's office and um, there seemed to be concerned that um, one of my kids 
wanted to sit on a bench and read during during recess instead of playing. And so <laughs> I I went to this school and I said, well, this is the craziest thing I've ever had. And, and I love, I had a very close relationship with the school, but I said, I do not want you to force, I'm not saying names ever. I do not yeah. want you to force him to go play. He doesn't want to play. He wants and, to read. Yeah. They said, well, he'd rather like walk sometimes and talk with the teachers. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. I said, in a few years, everyone will be a grown up. He doesn't have to hang out with kids if he doesn't want to. If he wants to read or talk to a teacher, that's fine with yeah. me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. And now so when fun. we're mistaken for each other, we can be like, no, but I know her. <laughs> I love and I that. love watching your Instagram. Everybody can come to your Instagram page. We've right? got to be friends. I'm going to add you right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Send me a thing and I'll follow you. Oh, That's and we need to get a secret from you too because we're going to open our secret jar soon. And so we oh, have to, secret. we have to, we need a, a good secret from you to just add to the list. And then we're going to try our best to, oh my, oh my God, I just typed in Tabitha instead of Aaron. Do I say it now or do I text you a secret? No, no, no. Don't tell us. We don't want to know because we want to see. Okay, if I followed you. We're friends. Everybody follow Erin Murphy. Erin Murphy Bewitched. And she's verified. So you can look for the little check mark. And that's awesome. So, and, um, well, we can't really promote anything here, but I would say anything else you got going on, but. No, I'm all, it's, I'm at the point where I'm kind of living the life I want to live. Like I live at the beach. I visit family. I work when the strike is over and I travel. <laughs> well, now that you're in the boo, I got to get my mom to hang out with you. I feel like I you two could that. take little beach strolls and have some fun in the boo. Absolutely. That'd be great. Thank you, Erin. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so oh, much. And happy you Halloween. Know. Thank you, too. <laughs> Best witches to you. Best witches. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> we know all the witchy things. Oh, we'll see. I'm learning. <laughs> 